0: Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Westcliff Climb. I have none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. Paul Looney. How are you, brother?
1: I'm doing great. It's so good to see your beautiful face today, this Thursday morning. And uh, yeah, doing good. I'm praying for rain.
0: Man, right? What is going on? 106 or something like that the other day. Uh, yeah. Just just nuts. Absolutely nuts. I, I have to be honest. Uh, my brother and I were just talking about this. He's like, you know, do you really like Houston weather? Do you like Houston at all? And I'm like, you know, <laughs> I only like the people I'm related to in this city. This is... Just... <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I think it's the people that keep me here too. I'm like, this is a really good point. Maybe we should all kind of conspire everyone who likes each other let's just go somewhere else and we'll we'll like that place
1: i vote west Cliff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man fantastic well good to be able to chat good to be able to catch up with you um let's just let's just dive right in i mean we have uh we got we got two videos uh like a child in the soup um so we're clear, those of you that are, that are going to catch us, that's not one title. That's not like a child in the soup. It's like a child and the soup. So let's kick it off. Like a child. What's the insight? What's the wisdom? Drop, drop a couple of uh, Paul Looney wisdom Pez dispenser nuggets on us. Here we go. Uh,
1: so, you know, I'm a psychiatrist and I love research on the brain. I love understanding more about how our brains function and how we can live lives of clarity and consciousness about moment to moment interactions that allow us to be fully present. And in, in, in a lot of the research in recent years in brain science has fallen under the the, the uh, title of mindfulness. And it has to do with being fully present. It has to be, it has to do with being intentional and tuned in to your own intentions, your own emotions, and your your uh, interactions, and so it allows you to be to connect with people in a deep way. And so I, I've I've encountered some resistance to the idea from Christian folks because they don't see that term uh, very often in Scripture. It does in the Old Testament talk about what is man that you are mindful of him. Or the mm-hmm. son of man, that you would desire him, and it, it does. It does indicate that that God is mindful in His relationship to us. He's tuned into to us. In fact, Jesus says He's to, so tuned in that He knows the very number of hairs on your head, which is an easier job with you, um, Josh, than it is true. But um, but but what I have what I have realized is that the. Um, the the term being like a child is really what I think the scripture points us to in terms of this idea of mindfulness, because children are very much tuned in moment to moment and their days are much longer than yours and mine because each second they're more aware of what's happening. And so an hour can seem like an eternity to a child because they have it every moment. And so, So in the video, I just propose that when Jesus says, if you want to be great in the kingdom, you must be like a child and that um, the qualities of being childlike are really the qualities that we um, in in brain science refer to as mindfulness. And the the four qualities I highlight in the video are from some some research by a guy named Dan Siegel, who uses the word coal, C-O-A-L, as an acrostic to highlight the qualities of curiosity, openness, acceptance, and love. And so those, those qualities, I think if you look deeply into the way that children engage life, that you'll see that they embody those qualities of curiosity They're They're always inquisitive about things of openness. They're very tuned in to their surroundings and to themselves and other people, um, they're very accepting and, um, very, and and tend to be very loving as well. And so we can c- cultivate those qualities if we want to um, lean into Jesus' admonition to become like a child.
0: So what do you think, uh, two-part two question, what are the qualities, and you've already kind of touched on it, but what would you say, reiterate maybe one more time, what are the qualities that we tend to lose as an adult And then, you know, as we move into adulthood and what do you think are the contributing factors to that happening?
1: Sure. Well, um, in contrast to curiosity as adults, we tend to want to know it all. We want to, we want to be certain about things. We want to, you know, tie it up with a neat bow. We, we don't, we want to feel like we know what we're up against each day because, um, coming up against things that we're uncertain about or novel or different often put us in a little bit of anxiety. Like we don't know what we're dealing with. And so we tend to back away from things that we don't understand. Right. Rather than curiosity causing us to lean in and, and dive deep into those novel or uncertain things. So, so our our desire for certainty um, overrides our desire for for curiosity Um, in terms of openness we like to, I mean, it, it's w- once we feel like we have something figured out, we, um, we make a pass a little, uh, uh, judgment about it, about who we are as a person, who my mate is, um, oh, they're just not that way. Or he would never do that. Instead of being open to our emotions, we tend to shut them down because they're, tr- they're troublesome. They're they right. make problems for us. And so, um, even being open to God and to his influence in our lives, it's, it's troublesome. God taps you on the shoulder and says, Hey, Josh, take a look at this. And you're like, "Mm, talk to the hand," you know, like, um, you, you don't, you don't always want to be open to feedback from other people, from God, or even from your own gut. And so, uh, that, that sense of shutting down, um, overrides our desire for openness the the, the the acceptance part of it um rather than being accepting of whatever comes into our field of experience we tend to lean toward judgment and this is where the tree of knowledge of good and evil is especially poignant because before adam and eve ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil they were very accepting of what came into their experience and did not think in terms of right wrong good bad uh our best. They 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 had far less in, uh, need or desire to judge things, and so as adults, we often immediately want to judge things as good or bad, whether it's an idea or a feeling or a circumstance, um, rather than being accepting of what God brings to us and trusting that whatever comes, He can work with. We yeah. to judge things, and then the, the, the final part of Mindfulness or childlikeness is love, and that um, unfortunately, in a way, um, when you love, you open yourself to pain. If you care about people who are in poverty or oppressed, if you care about your neighbor and love your neighbors yourself, it exposes you to some some great warmth and connection, but also opens you up to a tremendous amount of suffering because. We we are called to weep with those who weep. And so rather than being loving, a lot of times we shut down, we harden our hearts, um, unlike children, because we don't want to feel grief that isn't ours specifically. I mean, if I have grief, if it's my own, okay, if it's my pile of you know, dirt to deal with for the day, okay, but I don't want to deal with your pile, and so um, so we shut down there as well. I think. You know Jesus' implication in becoming like a child is that um, that it it costs us to become small. We hmm. have to we have to be willing to be humble and to be uncertain, to be in process, and to feel our grief. Um, if you're like me, you were somebody who was as a child very tender, very sensitive. But when I was called a crybaby. I shut all that down, and it's only now, as a sixty-six-year-old man, that I'm able to be a crybaby again and not want to escape from pain in the way that I did earlier.
0: Wow! I mean, so essentially, uh, the, the the main quality it sounds like is when we're a child, we're clear that we're dependent. We're clear that we don't run the universe. We clear. We're clear that if we want any need met at all we've got to hold up our hands up in the air and ask for it everything we ever need in 90% of the the situations are is quite literally coming from above us <laughs> being handed to us and then basically as we grow up we we reach a disposition of believing that we're in control of our own little universe we are god and we're running i mean there it is and i'm not going to get hurt you know
1: yeah yeah we we sometimes think that Pain is the enemy, but it, it is rather avoidance of pain that gets us into trouble.
0: Wow, so good, so good. The avoidance of pain. I mean, I I think you know I, this wasn't necessarily where you were going, but I even think about in the context of marriage. It, you know, and you and I have had other conversations offline with couples that I've I've uh, you know walked alongside how it is, it's so much easier to just stay in like that romance phase of a relationship and everything is new and everything is, Oh, Oh, wow. Hey, Oh, what an exciting thing. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Well then, you know, after 20 years, you're like, Oh, that trick again. (laughs) So, you know, to pursue someone or something after you're already known to pursue someone or something after you've already been hurt, to risk rejection after you already have been rejected—that's a whole nother level. So it's like, talk to me then about having the disposition of a child, and then having kind of the tenacity of Jesus at the same time, right? I mean, it, those things then got to work together. Am I am I off base there, or, or is that uh- clicking?
1: It's such a great point that you're making, Josh, because in this weird way, we have to both care and not care simultaneously. And the only way we can really accomplish that with me and Terry, my wife, or with you and Mallory, your wife, we have to be able to be vulnerable to being hurt, to, be, to restoring our uh, vulnerability, our authenticity, our willingness to engage suffering in order to create an opening for connection again. Because once you've been wounded, once you've been hurt by someone, it is exceedingly difficult to make yourself vulnerable to being hurt in that way again. Right. And um, it's a a challenge. And for me, it embodies a lot of what Jesus means when he says, if any man, if any person would come after me, Let them take up their cross and follow me daily so that that willingness to engage legitimate suffering, suffering that's not a result of my sin. It's a result of my willingness to bear the bear grief for the sin of others. Right. That's where that's where the rub comes in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Love it. I want to just acknowledge Ernest Prince here. Uh, Ernest is a good dude, great dad, great husband, great father, and I gotta tell you, Ernest, I I just gotta give a shout out on this. Ernest is one of these guys who lately, like, just when things get really heated heated in culture, he will put out some kind of a post that lovingly annoys both sides.
1: <laughs> well, what a fantastic name too! He's Ernest, and he's a prince of a man. Wow. I That's love- it. I know, right? What a
0: name. What a name. So he is he is fantastic. Ernest, thanks for checking us out, man. Um by the way, and I am sorry for the delay, uh good folks. I I got to figure out what's going on with my face why it is uh uh 10 seconds behind everything I say. Please forgive me. Anyway, we're moving on now to the soup. Um I have to be honest. This was a video that as we were making it, my initial thought was, well, that stinks. That was kind of my thought when it was over. Like, that's not going to be very good. Um, and uh, actually, Malachi, when we were shooting it, goes, I think this is going to be one of the best videos you ever made. And I'm like, I don't I don't get it. But okay, if you say so. So, um, you know, the, the video that, that came across, I, I was actually pleased that it came across a lot better than what I saw in my head. And really what I wanted to just address was this collision of... The, the mental health discussion, the, the struggles that we all deal with in our day-to-day life, the sinful, broken nature that we have. And then the thing that we tend to silence so much in American Christianity, which is this outside force that operates outside of the human condition that seeks to steal, kill, and destroy it at the exact same time. And um, in my ministry, Here in the last couple months, I have dealt with the worst of tragedies that are connected to this soup. And just talking about, man, when the soup is good and all those flavors are clicking, man, life is so good. And it's when it's really good, it's hard to tell what's more good than something else because it's all the flavors are just running together, baby. Life is good or what is it well this is going well this is going well you know yada 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 um and and it's hard to tell in fact when the soup is good kind of the only thing i think we should think about sometimes is do we stop and pause and go thank you jesus for the great soup you know sometimes when it's good we give ourselves all the credit and glory and honor and we forget that it's a good thing that came from him but when it's bad when it's bad and it ends in a tragic way uh, like i've I've unfortunately went through in ministry uh, I think that there is this this element when broken sinful human beings can no longer tell what ingredients originated from themselves and what ingredients have been ever so sly uh, integrated into something that already tastes bad and once you start owning all the ingredients and once you start owning everything that's been added and now some of it is to lead you to despair some of it is to lead you to the darkest side of your mind and some of it is to lead and encourage you to do things possibly to yourself that are if not detrimental in their worst case are is your death um i don't know that that was my best attempt at trying to bring light to jesus's living water and you get to dump this whole thing out and he became your soup. And, you know, we don't have to make sense of all the ingredients and we don't have to justify all the ingredients. We can just go, wow, look at that. That's horrible, isn't it? And uh, and and for, for our listeners to know and anyone who may hear this to know that, you know, we don't have to go seeking out someone else to strain apart all of the lousy ingredients. And, you know, sometimes we do that sometimes we go in into directions that are very much worldly and cultural or whatever or you know even in some other realm spiritually you know people will go see a palm reader or they'll go see a, a psychic or they'll go down some other path to got, to kind of get clarity and understanding because they don't think that the church or Jesus has anything to say about their situation and little do they know they're they're opening up a whole nother set of ingredients that it's bad stuff, you know? So, so there it is. There it is in a nutshell. Hey, Paul Johnson, glad to, uh, to have you with us. Uh, Paul, what, what's your reaction to that?
1: I got you. Go ahead. Fire away. Okay. So, so yeah, I love the soup. And of course, as I said earlier, I'm a, I'm a guy who loves brain science and I love to think about the chemistry in our brains as a soup. Um, I'm reminded of a quote by C.S. Lewis, who says that sometimes what we um, what we think of as virtue is just good digestion, <laughs> and um, that, <laughs> that sometimes we're you know we think of ourselves as godly when it's just we've got a good brain soup going. Um, but for all of us, I think your video helps us realize that no matter what our background, no matter what the initial elements of our biological or genetic soup, the world is going to toss some things in there that are going to contaminate even the sweetest soup and make it unpalatable. and, And it's really God's way that those of us that are chosen to belong to him must come to the place where we realize that, the soup that we've made on our own is not sustaining. It is not tasty. And um, the scripture urges us to taste and see the Lord is good. And so I love how in the video you you recognize that like a lot of elements go into the soup of our lives. But for all of us, we will eventually be uh, infected or affected by evil. And by the lies of the enemy who gets in that brain soup and in interjects or injects his her, his particular brand of poison and yeah. um, wrecks the soup to the point that the only real option is to start again. And when the Bible talks about being born again, I love, I love the visual in your video of just emptying out all of that and starting again. Yeah. It was a beautiful visual of what faith in Christ and baptism allow us to do, to die to the old and be open to the new. I I, I loved it.
0: Love it. Love it. Well, and that's that's what I want to leave our, our listeners with, you know, just this idea. I think where our two videos uh, connect so well, this disposition of a child, <clears throat> you know, um, children are really good at making a mess of things. They are not the best at cleaning up things. Actually, just this morning, my my three-year-old took a took a drink and uh took a sip, whole thing came out of her mouth all over the floor, and then she just kept walking. That's it. Why? Because a little bit of her can't reach anything, anyways, to clean whatever just happened, right? And so there, there is just like that whole thing of kids are good at messing stuff up and when they need help, they don't have, they don't hesitate. Daddy, can you help me with this? Daddy, can you help me with that? And I think where the, the two topics come together, you know, you think about the soup, it's, you know, it's letting go of the control that we believe that we had to begin with as adults. And then our lives are out of control and having that disposition of children of, you know, heavenly father, take this Jesus, empty this out and fill me up with something new and different, you know?
1: Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and that th- you brought in mental health into the equation as well, I think is, is was, was really um, powerful for me because I think sometimes people forget that um, someone who's dealing with intense anxiety or anger, or depression or PTSD, um, that brain soup or the soup of their lives really is affected by that. And there are sometimes need to get some um, some counsel or some clarity about how to address that part of the suit but even but even if you are uh, the victim of violence or um genetically predisposed towards something like bipolar disorder um the 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 answer ultimately is um being refreshed day by day by the spirit of god within us and and taking advantage whatever he brings to us in the form of counsel or prayer deliverance or healing to, um, again, to, to empty out the old and make room for the new.
0: Love it. Love it.
1: What's going on with Hidden Mana? What do we got? Well, um, we um, just launched a new website, which I'm really happy about. It was a lot of work. and it's If you go on HiddenMana.org, it's still a little rough around the edges. Also launched a mobile app that um is getting populated with with resources and videos and um if you want to check that out um, you can also uh, download the mobile app just go to the website and it'll hidden i think it's at the bottom of the, the ticker tape and um yeah check it out I, I i'm excited about it putting some more videos on youtube and so i love to have a few more subscribers so if anybody out there wants to subscribe to paul looney youtube channel Please
0: do. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Love it. I loved what you put out the other day. It was just like, just like a little three minute shot. I was actually at a red light and I'm like, oh, Paul's talking. And clicked on, clicked on what you had to say. And that's why I commented the other day. I was, I was blessed by it. I really, I really dug it. And it was a cool way to think about it. You're at a red light. I got some, I got dead air. Oh, there's Paul's head. There's always something good coming out of that guy's face, clicked on it. And it was it was really encouraging. It was well timed. Uh, it was it was nice. I really liked it. So, yes, kudos to you, sir. I want to say, uh, Paul Johnson, thank you for for tuning in. Mike Lamonte. Thank you, brother, for checking us out today. Uh, it's 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 beautiful to have you with us. Yeah, Paul.
1: Mike is the guy that I, I quoted in that little video. So I love Mike Lamonte.
0: Right on. Okay. Well, I tell you what, Paul, it's been a while since I've gotten to ask you to do this. Would you mind closing us in a word of prayer, brother?
1: I love you, Josh. I'd love to do it. Take care. Um, I'll pray. God, thank you so much for your love that you've shown me in so many ways. And one of the ways you've shown me your love is through my connection with this man, Josh Duffy. Thank you for his big heart. Thank you for his big desire to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. And God, I just pray for Westcliff and for all that he does um, at Pilgrim Lutheran, all that he does in his personal interactions with his family, with those that bring into his sphere, God bless him like you did Abraham and make him a blessing. And God bless this ministry. Bless each person that's, that's listening right now with a fresh sense of your ability to help us start again. To be born again, to be like a little child, to to empty out the soup of our lives and let you make something delicious and refreshing and sustaining in each of our lives, that we might be that we might be uh, broken like bread and, and poured out like wine. Uh, that the soup of our lives would be not only sweet for us and sustaining, but that you would feed others. Through our efforts. We love you. We thank you for loving us. We acknowledge you as the source of every good thing, and all we do comes from you. It's in Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. And uh, check out Paul's
0: stuff, check out Westcliff. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.